Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jay Kirschman, and today I've got Chris Nortzos, co-founder of Pitch 15, and some of you are wondering what Pitch 15 is, but uh, Chris will definitely dive into what uh, he has created. And uh, Chris, I, I, this has been a long time coming. Um, we've, we've always, uh, we've been trying to get you onto the podcast and excited to uh, talk to you about your journey. Um, you were, you know, Minneapolis to LA to esports. Um, there's a lot in between. So let's get started. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, no, Jake, it's it's awesome to be on. I know Fantastic. it's been a long time so, coming, but really give appreciate us a little, you bringing uh, me on. As Excited to, to be chatting with you. Where you started in your career in sports and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm I'm happy to dive into it. I I was actually, um, I was a psych major in college, and that has almost zero correlation over to the sports world. But um, when I got out of, out of grad school, I realized that I really didn't have a, uh, a passion to pursue clinical psychology to the degree that I thought I did when I entered. Um, and so I, I made the pivot over to the sports world, and I was really lucky. Um, my first shot came with this company, Van Wagner. They treated me awesome. Um, and that's kind of where I got my first stint into sales. Um, I remember walking into my boss's office one day. He said, what do you think about Minnesota? We've got this opportunity to work with the football team up there. Um, I thought to myself, I'd never been to Minnesota, but I'll give it a shot. Uh, flew <laughs> up to Minnesota. My first day on the job was negative 48 degrees outside and being born and raised in Southern California, I'd never seen and a no single sun, right? degree day, let alone negative. So that was a little bit of a shock to the system. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> no sun for a few months, but that being said, Minneapolis is a, is a pretty amazing spot. Um, you know, obviously you get all four seasons and there's great people here. You get a big city feel, but kind of a small town community as well, which I love. Um, but for, for my first stint, we were selling against what was called the new Minnesota stadium eventually became us bank stadium. And I was part of the ticket sales team selling stadium builders licenses. Other teams have called them personal seat licenses. And when we were about 98% sold out, um, I was really fortunate that the Minnesota Vikings asked me to join their corporate partnerships team. And the timing couldn't have worked out better. We were just about to open us bank stadium. Uh, we were just about to you know, host a super bowl the following year. Then the Vikings poured in more resources to build this amazing new training facility. Um, that has been world-class. So that was a really cool experience for me working on that team. I was really lucky in that as my, uh, as the calendar turned, the Los Angeles Rams were about to undergo some of the same things the Vikings had just gone through. And so that afforded me the opportunity to come help out my hometown team, um, do that in, in the market I grew up in. So that was a really cool opportunity for me as well. Um, when I got out to LA, my best friend of about 10 years, he made the the leap to kind of start his own thing. And I'd been kind of helping on nights and weekends. Um, once this sole proprietorship that he started kind of started gaining some steam, we'd always talked about going into business with one another. And, you know, he convinced me, he's like, hey, you got to join this at some point. And uh, when I knew ultimately I was making the move back to Minneapolis for personal reasons, I decided right then and there that Hey, I'm star staring down the barrel of, you know, 30, 31 years old. And we've been talking about doing something together for 10 years now. If I don't, if I don't take a hold of this opportunity right now, when am I ever going to do it? So I decided to join him on this venture and we created pitch 15, which is basically helping 
those who are unfamiliar with esports become more familiar with esports, and that can manifest itself in a number of different ways, whether that's helping out with events, whether that's helping out with revenue generation, whether that's helping out with strategy. We kind of try to do a little bit of everything, um, but for us, it's been a really amazing opportunity. It gives us a chance to kind of work horizontally. You know, in, in corporate America, sometimes you can be confined to to one vertical and for us to be able to work horizontally across departments and help to grow our business, I think has been something that he and I have, no, it's amazing. have really, and, uh, you know, we'll, really we'll dive into the esports space, to obviously, right but so, I want to yeah, take a excited. quick step back because when you really think about what you did um, throughout your journey so far in taking that leap of faith, which a lot of people would say, okay, you're with an NFL team, you're doing sponsorship sales and they just went to the Super Bowl. Talk a little bit about what went into that decision-making process of taking sure. that leap from one yeah, to Yeah, absolutely. Next. You know, on the personal side, it was, it was building something with uh, a really good friend of mine who has done amazing things in his career. You know, to give you a little bit of background on, on Dan, my co-founder, he, you know, he spent a ton of time on the brand side, on the agency side, on the team side as well. He, he most recently worked for Manchester City. And we kind of observe the space, you know, the sports industry is, is small and it's relatively incestuous. Um, you know, once you, once you're able to gain, you know, some experience in the form of, for us, we've spent, you know, probably close to a combined 20 years in the space, you, you get to learn a lot of the key stakeholders. And I think when we ultimately took a hard look at what we wanted to build, we saw esports and it just opportunity for us in the sense that, you know, when you look at a traditional sports team, you have revenue that comes in through the form of ticket sales, sponsorship, you know, et cetera. And uh, especially like the NFL as well, look at the media money that comes in and how that gets distributed amongst the teams. You know, these teams could really realistically never generate a sponsorship dollar and still remain afloat through the media money, through ticket sales money. In esports, it's very different. You know, you look at the Overwatch League a couple of years ago, they signed a, a big deal with Twitch, but it paled in comparison to what the NFL does um, through their media deal and obviously the nfl's been around for 70 years overwatch and and the greater esports environment has been around you know a lot less than that so when you take a, a look at these teams really need something like sponsorship to stay in the black or at least to approach the black and for us given that we had a ton of experience and no, i shouldn't say a ton we had some experience in the sponsorship world heading into this we thought we could position ourselves as guys who understand the traditional sports landscape and see an opportunity to help some of those esports teams, help some of the esports brands as well get involved in the space and really make kind of a, a unique partnership that way. So, you know, we kind of position ourselves as helping out certain teams that we work with, out certain brands that we work with, and that's just leveraging, you know, our knowledge of of being in the in the sponsorship space for a few years and being able to kind of matriculate that on over to the esports world. So, for us, we saw a really cool opportunity, and and then, like I said, with you know, being able to do this with a guy who I trust, who I've known for 10 years, he and I get along really well. I think, you know, now we're about almost a year into this business together. You'd think that you have a you know really good social circle with this person. You work with this person, you'd get sick of him. But he and I actually have developed a pretty good thing so far. So we're excited to keep the momentum going. But really, it just was a perfect opportunity of melding our experience with the opportunity. I mean, it just couldn't have worked out better for us. Well, and, and the esports space is growing within the U.S., but it's, I mean, it's gigantic uh, everywhere else, right? Absolutely. So it's one of those things that you said earlier in the episode. It's, it's not only helping people with um, the education, but it's also 
getting people to be educated, right? Mm -hmm. uh, for even for, for those who don't know anything about it, get them educated. But then for them, for those who know a little bit about it or know, hey, that esports thing, yeah, it's kind of popular. Um, you know, it's 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 a trend, right? Well, it's not a trend, right? right. What would you say? It's, it's it's for here to stay, correct? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's our opinion, and we're we're kind of staking. <laughs> our company on the fact that esports is only going to continue rising, at least here domestically. I think, you know, when you peer back the, the layers and really who is taking in esports, it's, it's capturing that younger demo and that demo, you know, when I was selling for teams, you're trying to reach that 18 to 34 odds um, and esports that it, it certainly strikes well with that demo. And these are consuming content in different ways. You know, they're looking at Twitch, they're looking at YouTube and traditional media outlets um you know that, that have worked really well for sports like baseball nfl basketball um you know that's certainly they're, they're going to be here for many 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 years but as you start seeing how younger consumers are are observing um and consuming content you start looking at some of the platforms that they're they're observing that on and that's like i said youtube and twitch and that's where esports is kind of native to those platforms and so it's been a really unique opportunity for me and dan because we have we have this opportunity to be able to like engage with these kids on these platforms and learn something from them as well. Um, we're kind of pivoting in the sense that we're looking at some of these more digital and social selling aspects that maybe were throw-ins at other jobs or, you know, for other uh, leagues and professions. But for us, we lead with that stuff. So it's also been a huge learning experience for us on the sales side. This is probably a loaded question, but what's the one thing that you wish you would have known now that you're only a year into it right what's the one thing you wish you would have known going into it um that you know now i would say esports and more about starting a business and how much time and energy that takes you know i'll give you a quick little story here but you know i i didn't take a salary or i didn't take a, a paycheck from our company for the first five months and that is due to the fact that Dan and I really didn't understand how to even do that. So we met with our accountant who was telling us all these different things about what we need to do to get the business set up. And, you know, we keep, we kept coming back to him and asking, you know, well, Andy, when are we getting our first paycheck? And he's like, Oh, what, what do you want to take? Do you want to take it in the form of a bonus? Do you want to take it as your salary? And we all, we've, we've always been paid by other people, right? When you work for a corporation, the, the check comes in every other week. And for us, we didn't mm -hmm. realize we were the ones who had to be cutting our own checks. So it's little things like that. Um, you know, getting a business off the ground and, and making it run successfully. I think that's been probably the most uh, that's that's been the biggest learning curve for for myself and Dan and just balancing time. You know, it's it's two people who are trying to run this right now. Eventually, we'll have to bring some people on to, to keep this thing going. But, you know, you got to maintain your current roster of clients and make sure everyone's happy. But at the same time, you know, you got to continue continually grow that business as well. And for us, we're a services company. So that means that we're spending all the, all the money that comes in is, is hours that we're dedicating. So how do we scale? How do we grow? And I think that's the thing that he and I are focused um, first and foremost on as we, as we continue this business into 2020. Um, you know, I think you're going to see some big things from us here in the next few months. We're really excited about where, what we've done thus far. And I think we've kind of proven the model to ourselves. And now it's, all right, how do we continually pivot and, and learn how to scale this business? So you just mentioned uh, you've, you've accomplished a lot so far in this first year. What are get, give our audience uh, and our listenership just a little bit of insight as to what you guys have done and, and what you're working on? Yeah, like I said, we kind of have a, a number of different clients that range from the brands to the teams. And, and again, the way that we're positioning ourselves is we 
we're learning the esports space with every single passing day. But I would say that you know we're we're more knowledgeable than most. Um, and for us, what we're trying to do is is really help bring those fans natively into the space and make sure that they're well represented and that they're hitting their mark. Um, so for us, we're working with uh, Minnesota Rocker up in up here in Minnesota. They've been an amazing amazing team. They've had a lot of success in the in the arena as well. So they're they're Minnesota's Call of Duty franchise that's backed by the Minnesota Vikings owners, the Will family, um, along with Gary Vaynerchuk, who has his own very, very successful media company. Um, and we were fortunate enough to basically represent them on the, on the sales front um, and all of their partnership conversations. We're really excited about the work that we're doing with them. I think you're going to see some big things here in the next couple months. They raised their hand and said, we want to be the first team to host Activision Blizzard and Call of Duty's first event. So we held that back here in January um, and that basically kicked off the league. And you've got 12 teams that all flew to Minnesota January 24th. So you can imagine what the temperatures were like outside. Um, but that kicked off. Warm and sunny. Exactly. Um, it, it actually wasn't that bad. It was about 30 degrees. So for us, you know, that was kind of a, a heat wave. For a lot of the other teams, like ones from L.A. or ones from warmer parts of the country, they were, you know, they were a little bit. But the event went really, really well. We were really excited about the momentum we've generated. Like I said, the team has been amazing. We were expected to be, you know, top nine, 12. And right now we, we've been top four every single event. So um, on the battleground, they're doing some really great things. And then on the business side, we're, we're doing some things that we're really, really loving. Taking a step back, Dan and I are excited about the partnership conversations that we've had going on. But Minnesota Rocker as a whole has job. basically we want to fly the flag for esports here in Minnesota. So we're proud to be affiliated with them. We've got a couple other. Um, clients, some on the brand side, we're working out with an ISP out of Chicago. Um, we're working with Major League Soccer and their EMLS division. Um, Dan has a relationship with them um, through through a company engine shop that uh, he does event management work for prior to my joining the business. Um, so really, we kind of span the entirety of uh, the spectrum, whether, like I said, event management, sponsorship, sales, brand work, strategy. Um, we're kind of dipping our, our toes into a different a number of different uh, pools here, so to speak. No, it's exciting. And I, I do I have to have you share the one story that you were we were talking about uh, a couple of weeks ago in, in that first, you know, first ever event uh, in January and how uh, what an esports event is like. Right. What's the, what's the crowd? What's the atmosphere? I mean, for people who don't know what it's like, what give us a give us a quick picture of, of uh, what that all entails. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, the, the call, so Call of Duty League is, is the league that Minnesota Rocker is participating in. You know, that first event was, like I said, the first time they've had an event like that to that scale for this particular iteration of the league. Um, we had an amazing turnout. We had about 10,000 people over the course of three days. We had this amazing challengers tournament, which was an amateur competition that took place. We had almost 1,200 uh, 1200 competitors there, and that, that sold out within 24 hours. We had a bunch of really great brands represented at the event. Um, it was a it was a pretty amazing spectacle. We're lucky. We're and that we're the only North American franchise as part of this league that's actually going to have two of these. So we have another one coming on May 9th and May 10th. Um, so we're really, we're gearing up for that and excited about the things to come there. But the audience was really captivated. And that's something that's tough. I mean, esports hasn't existed to this level here in Minnesota, um, at least to my knowledge. And we really haven't had a major esports event like this over the, you know, within a thousand mile radius. So for us to, to host this and to have the successes that we had for this first event, we were really excited about. 
Um, but yeah, we had all 12 teams in, in rotation here. Um, we had really strong representation in the five state area here. You obviously have Minnesota, the Dakotas, Iowa, parts of Wisconsin, Nebraska, um, people from California flying in. So you, you saw basically every state represented for our event. Um, we were thrilled about the turnout. And, you know, you've been part of plenty of NFL games and you try and compare and contrast. What's that like one aha moment of, holy cow, this is way different or wow, there's a lot of similarities here. Yeah, I think it's the it's the social groundswell, you know, for esports, it lives it lives online. And when you get to follow an event and and see that social chatter take place, whether it's you know, a guy like Kyle Kuzma showing up to the L.A. homestand, which was this past weekend. Um, there's a lot of crossover opportunities. You know, gaming skews well with fashion. It skews well with music. And see, you know, guys like, you know, the, the big aha moment for most people came, you know, in Fortnite where you had Ninja, you had Travis Scott, you had Drake, you had Juju Smith-Schuster. And I think that at the time set the world record for most streamed event. Um, and, and so you, those those are the types of aha moments that you're looking for. And I think Call of Duty is is about to have one of those um, very, very soon. We're excited. We're hoping that that'll be for our May event. Obviously, January came together and we were really excited about all of the findings that, and learnings that we had from that particular event. But yeah, I would say that the crossover opportunities with esports, you know, related to a couple of other industries that skew up with gaming, um, that's where that see that this thing's going to grow so for us we're, we're trying to grow the core and grow that esports fan here in minnesota bring as many folks who are fans of gaming in general not duty but let's get folks for overwatch fans people who play fifa people who play league of legends let's get everyone in this community really excited about what we're building because you know there's there's something out there for everyone and then it's also bringing folks who maybe aren't really in the gaming space i mean i'm kind of a johnny come late to the scene and i recognize that for me there's there are a lot of things that I'm interested in in gaming um, and I'm not necessarily native to the space from the outset. Um, so it's bringing in some of those folks who are interested in the competition, but maybe they don't have roots in traditional sports. Um, and it's, it's really kind of opening their eyes to the opportunities there. And I think as you start to look past what's taking place at the professional levels, you see 130 colleges are offering scholarships for esports players. You know, our guys on Minnesota rocker, they're making a pretty penny playing competitive video games professionally you start to see that there, there are opportunities above and beyond being a professional. And while kids who, who do have aspirations on professional and competitive gaming now can be afforded scholarships at the collegiate level and perhaps an opportunity to play professionally for, for some serious money, there are also jobs above and beyond that. You take a look at my and we're, we're two guys who happen to have, have built careers that now circulate over to the East Coast who are behind the camera, folks who are producing amazing content, marketing people, events people. Um, and they're just jobs that are outside what the traditional norm is um, that also mirrors traditional sports. as well. um, And so that's something that we're excited about. These opportunities that these kids are now starting to see down at the high school level through STEM curriculum, all the way up through the collegiate level. And as you graduate college, there now may be opportunities available to you that maybe didn't exist 20, 25 years ago. So as you definitely thought about this in high school saying, I'm going to go work in esports um, <laughs> for, for someone in high school or college or trying to, you know, figure out what they want to do with their life. What what would you say if they said, hey, Chris, I want to I want to work in esports. Where do they go? What do they do? Yeah, I think I think it's just really understanding what you're passionate about and, and building a, you know, a, a career around that. For me, like I said, my path major in college. 
you know, I thought I wanted to be a clinical psychologist and get out realize this isn't what I have a passion for. And while they're, you know, highly qualified people who are clinical psychologists who have built careers, that wasn't what my path was. And as I turned the tide and really started to understand myself a little bit more and realized that my passions in sports and maybe I was a, a good high school athlete but could never make it professionally, how do I turn that on its head a little bit and become professional in that? And that's where the opportunities for me existed was, you know, really grinding through the ticket sales model. And it's, once you're good at selling tickets, then you move over to, you know, other revenue generating positions and sponsorship. And the career path is basically, you know, when you're in your 20s and early 30s, you're soaking up information as possible. You're learning how to lead, how to how to lead your own department, how to make decisions, how decisions are made at the organizational level. Um, you know, and hopefully that sets you up well. So you're in your mid 30s and on forward, you can continue that pace and and get to that C-suite, become a president of an organization or whatever your aspirations may be. But I think, you know, as those high school kids are observing what's taking place in esports and and see that there are opportunities out there, it's just about identifying with what your passion is. I know that's a little bit of a cop-out answer, but, you know, for me to say that point A leads to point B to C and then all the way down, it's it's not as linear. Um, I think you really just got to you, you got to lean into what your passion is and then start building around that. Start finding things that you don't like to do. I think that that's, that was a really important thing for me. I, I started to recognize at an early age that there were certain things in my career that I didn't want to pursue. And then you, you can pivot accordingly. Um, so yeah, I, I ultimately think following your heart and, and following your passion um, and just staying true to that for, you know, for me and Dan right now, it's, it's been a really fun ride, but you know, for us, we need to be, we need to have conviction in what we're building. Otherwise this thing's never going to work. And I think, you know, identifying your passion at an early age allows you to, to really dive all in to the things that you're interested in. Well, and being open to your passion potentially changing as well, right. As you've continued to figure out what you do and don't like and yeah, absolutely, and, ex- and, exper- and experience different things. Right. I mean, you went from Southern California to Minneapolis, <laughs> not saying you're uh passion has to necessarily do with where you live but you uh you took a you took a, a liking to the cold right <laughs> yeah yeah I've, I've adapted um like i said i mean for me i had full intentions of being with van wagner that company for a couple of years and moving on to the next you know to the to the next big project whether that was in a, whether that was in oakland whatever it may have been um and then continuing on that journey and you know you move to a place like minneapolis a place i'd never really considered before and kind of fell in love with the city a little bit you know, for me, that's been, it was eye-opening, but I've built a nice little life for myself up in Minneapolis. And if I could go do it all over again, I probably would make every single choice that I've made to this point, because I know that the things that I'm doing right now are, are the things that I'm very passionate about. I'm excited about where we're heading as a company. I'm excited about the clients that we're with. Um, and to your point, you just kind of got to roll with the punches and, and let, let your experiences unfold as they should. Well, if there wasn't a challenge like showing up on your first day of work with negative 48 degrees <laughs> and saying, saying that life is easy, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's, you know, I was doing the math earlier when you said you had a 33 deg- degree day. And trust me, it hasn't taken me that long to do the math. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's, that's a big difference. I mean, 40, negative 48 to 33 degrees. And now, you know, what is it, 70 today? I mean... It's it's somewhere up there, right? Yeah, yeah. In Minneapolis, it was it was sixty degrees yesterday, so we hit you know, a record high for for March, at least as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, I mean, the beauty is, you know, here in Minneapolis, sure it gets really cold for a few months out of the year, but 
as it starts turning a little bit warmer, people start perking up, start getting really excited. And, you know, there's a real thing about it, about us being able to go through different seasons. And so I, I think that we're, I think we're all eager for to hit and then summer after that and I, I i'll die on this hill i think that i don't think there's a better place in the country other than minneapolis come spring and come summer it's an awesome awesome place well chris we really appreciate having you on on life in the front office podcast excited to see what you and and your partner are doing with with pitch 15 and and the coming uh months and years and excited to see where the esports space goes i think it's it's ever evolving as you're saying and and changing just like the weather does every day. So uh, we are we are excited to, to see what the future holds and certainly uh, welcome you back on again in the near future. Oh, that'd be great. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. It's been awesome.